right now at Safeway. Get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 razors, Gillette Labs razors and blades, Venus razors and blades, and Native Shampoo, Conditioner, and Body Wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Custard TV podcast. Hello, Luke here, editor and runner of the website thecustardtv.com. No Gary this week, but I'm here with Matt. Hello, Matt. Yeah, they've boo. turned off already. They've turned yeah, no. off. No Gary. They've no turned Gary. off. You may have seen this on Twitter. End of last. I was away over the weekend, but end of last week had a crisis of confidence about the website. I have never known, and was too stupid to ask, why the site I run that I inherited from somebody else 10, 12 years ago was called thecustard.tv. I never knew. I thought it was something clever, and I thought I'd look daft for asking. So when the .tv thing ran out, I just renamed it thecustardtv.com. And I've never known, and whenever I go to sets and people ask where I'm from, I always say, and people say why, and I say, oh, I just inherited it. And whenever I tell uh, people I meet, if they ask me what I do and I mention the site, they say, oh, that's unusual, why? Now I know why, and I realise I'm a complete idiot, because on EastEnders a couple of weeks ago, when they did a story about the Royal Wedding and the FA Cup final, both sides of the pub wanting to watch two different things, Danny Dyer said... I told the lads they could watch the FA Cup final on the Big Custard. And I thought, custard and jelly, telly. So I now run a website called thetellytv.com. Two TVs. I know, I I just feel daft. The double double TV. I can understand the telly.tv, that was alright. But the telly TV I now run, I feel daft. So that is what the custard is. It's, It's... It's... Cockney rhyming slang, custard and jelly, telly. But yeah, that annoyed me, and I thought, do I change it? And then I've got to change everything. And just for those who like consistency in their custard, mm, very good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're staying just the way we are until I lumpy. can, you know. I'm, yeah, it's just lumpy and uneven. Just the way you like us for uh, for the foreseeable future. I'm thinking though of not calling it the Custard TV Podcast. The Custard Podcast. Yeah, but then does it sound like a podcast about custard? I don't know. We'll just stick with things the way they are. Yeah. This is the Custard TV Podcast, as it always was. Luke, Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. The only TV news this week. 
doesn't affect the UK. It's it's US based and it's been well publicised everywhere, especially on social media, that ABC have pulled the plug on what has been their most successful show, not just comedy, but most successful show in a long time. Uh, I am, of course, referring to the revival of Roseanne, which had just finished its current run and was about to go into another season. It was doing massive figures for ABC. That channel, I don't know if people realise, that channel has nothing else apart from Roseanne. So for them to pull the plug was very incredibly brave, but incredibly necessary. And Matt can walk you through the sort of the reasons for it. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. I think it was on Tuesday, Roseanne sent a tweet sort of um, bashing someone in the Obama administration using, like, a racial slur. I'm not going to say the actual tweet because people can yeah. look it up if they want, but it was just yeah. very sort of hateful speech. And I just randomly, because I'm sort of out of most things on social media, I saw someone retweet something by uh, Wanda Sykes, who, who I believe works, like, on the, on the show. Is she one of the showrunners? Yeah, and then I sort of read um, that that Roseanne had said these things, and then the ABC had pulled the plug on it, and um, basically there were like uh, quite a few cast members had, had already sort of bashed her by this point. Uh, Emma Kenny, who plays the granddaughter, had basically mm-hmm. said, you know, I'd rung to quit, and they told me that it had been cancelled. But as you said, like this is a major thing that a show like this has been cancelled purely because of the one person a cast member said but i suppose it is the titular cast member the creator of the show someone you can't really do the show without which is a shame because uh, as other people have brought up so many people now have lost their jobs and there's there's been rumors that they're going to do like a show with all the cast and crew uh, you know not with the characters but just a separate show entirely which i don't think would work but oh no after the fact like roseanne had come out and said you know it was um I was on drugs, or you know, like um, just, sleepy just like ambience, ambient. Yeah, and and they came out and said, you know, there are side effects, but they do not include racism, which was quite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in, in 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 America, if you watch the um, you watch the advert, it says side effects may include drowsiness, headaches. I've never seen racism on the list. Ever. They actually tweeted that. They tweeted I that ambient. Said, you know, no, I love that. but um, I, I mean, it is sad for everyone who worked on the show. I think it's the right course of action, you know. As you said, this was this was a big draw like 20 million an episode, oh, and I think that's massive. why when we did our preview last week, there's a lot more comedies now that they're trying to target to this middle America audience because mm. the article that I was reading it was like there wasn't a comedy that was specifically for this audience, TV had sort of like neglected that audience and that's why it got so big like all, all the people who sort of voted for trump and things like that mm. were watching this show and and it being cancelled has left a, a huge sort of gaping hole as people were pointing out you know they knew how roseanne was but they wanted her on board because they knew that they would get this audience in you know they thought they could sort of curb her attitude and her sort of outspoken nature but they couldn't and and this, yeah. this is what's happened really i like how sort of john goodman's tackled it you know someone interviewed and he said i'm not going to say anything about it you know everyone said what they're going to say i'm not going to comment on it you know i don't want to make things worse i'm just going to sort of let everything pan out and then we'll see where we are sort of thing which is i think the right response to have in this situation but i i think you can applaud abc 
because they've lost a lot of money as a result of this, but it was oh. the only course of action, really. So, And the, the, the only other interesting development, as far as TV is concerned, is not only have ABC pulled the mm. plug, but they've also... What they do in the States is they have... Um, shows in what's called syndication, yeah. where they just repeat them in the daytime or whatever, and all the channels that are showing the old Roseannes have pulled the plug on those as well. Mm. So the cast won't be getting those ridiculous. That's a bit. I I can understand, but that is a bit. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about that as well. Because that that's, that seems that's to be judging the yeah. that's judging the show from years ago yeah, by today's yeah. standards, yeah. which I always feel a bit uncomfortable about, but. That is just another... If you don't want to watch the reruns, just don't watch them. I think that's a bit... Like, I I understand that they're not making any more and that's that's a good decision, but, like, to pull the reruns and, and, like, the cast not getting any checks and and someone like Michael Fishman, who, let's be honest, has a guy great... You worry about... might actually have to become a DJ at this point. Um... And I don't, I don't think I mentioned it before. Roseanne's agent, I believe, has um, dropped. Yeah, it's, it's really. I don't know whether. I think we've seen the last for a mm. long time of, of Roseanne. And she tried yeah. to like attack um, Whoopi Goldberg as well, didn't she? By yeah, tweeting I, I like, yeah. like a fake photo of her where she was wearing sort of an anti-Trump T-shirt that she wasn't wearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're doing like, oh, this is double standards type thing, and bloody ambient. You're listening to the Custard TV podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. No Gary Goes West, but we're going to talk about the Americans. But as that is reaching its final series, we're going to, a final episode rather, we're going to leave that to the end in case there are Americans fans listening who don't spoilers, want it spoiled. Spoilers, 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 yeah, spoilers. So we'll leave that to the very end and just plod on with Matt with the reviews. Let's carry on with a very English scandal. I suppose we've just got a couple of um, continuing ones this week, haven't we? Mm. And car, car share, I suppose. Is. Yeah. Let's start with car share. I've changed yes. my mind. This was the final episode, honest, of the Custard TV podcast. The Custard TV podcast. <laughs> You've got it in my head now. I've <laughs> been talking about the the final episode of Car Share, Peter Kay's Car Share, after the, um, as you say, the fan backlash um over the sort of final episode that aired last year where um, Kaylee left the car as John wouldn't sort of profess his true feelings for her. Uh, But the way it did end, um, mixed feelings. So the the sort of the big plot point, the reveal happened sort of early on with John sort of writing a song for Kaylee and delivering it to Guy Garvey from Elbow. It was sort of a very much sort of 90s boy band song. They did a sort of parody video with Peter Kay in the back for good promo they sort of made up by the time Kaylee had got off the um the tram and they sort of car shared back from work and and that was the the sort of the middle section was very much this is stuff that wasn't in you know stuff that felt like it could have been in any episode you know there wasn't a lot of drama it was all about wedding invitations which appealed to me because I've been to a lot of weddings yes, here. Yeah. so I, I certainly the yeah. um the we just want cash uh, yeah. I didn't was very... think of you when. Oh, when, uh... that's nice. Thank you. I didn't think of you once. Um, mm. And um, and then it ended with a scene where the um, car door got uh, Peter Kay's uh, character John's car door got knocked off by a lorry as he was sort of yeah. 
trying to sort out something that Kaylee had done. Yeah. Uh, and then it ended up with them both being on the bus and listening to the song again on the Walkman. In the scene, I felt they were trying to sort of um, pastiche The Graduate, because that ends with Dustin Hoffman and Catherine Ross on the back of a bus. Um, but maybe I'm maybe. reading too much into it. But why mixed feelings? I'm interested to know why you Just because it didn't feel, it didn't have like an imp- like as big an impact, maybe. It sort of sagged in the middle a little bit for me. I think it was sort of almost too... But, but I, I, I suppose I'm, like... I kind of know what you, you mean. Get, there's like pedestrian elements to it. Like the, the song... I think it started so big with the song and everything that in its first 10 minutes, it sort of almost sort of blew. The rest of the episode felt sort mm. of secondary to what was going on. And I know it's like in the world it works because this is just another conversation. They're back in the car, they're back listening to the radio. But I, I, I thought there might be a little bit more drama with like when they were talking about the couple that were getting married and I thought mm. almost that he'd revealed that he had a thing with the, the sort of bride-to-be. Because I was they, thinking that that was where yeah, that was going to go. I just yeah. felt they needed something else because after the first 10 minutes, I'm just watching another episode of Karsha rather than I'm watching the final episode of Karsha. And maybe that's what Peter Kay, Sean and the rest of the writers wanted to do with well, it. I, I'm sort of I'm sort of somewhere in the middle of, of you and my own feelings because you know I've loved Karsha and you know my favourite thing about it is those conversations and singing along with the radio and I do appreciate that they gave us those moments in this episode as well. But I do somewhat agree with you in as much as it felt a little flat for quite mm. a while. Not because, and don't get me wrong, I didn't expect any big endings, any massive revelations. It's not that sort of a show. It doesn't need them. But I will, I will say that when it kicked into gear with the sort of the hedgehog and the door falling mm-hmm. off, and there's a bit of action, I really did enjoy it. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. And I do just like spending time with those two in that environment and I do quite admire them for for playing it down a little bit and I think it's a little too somber for, and, for a while yeah and it took me a while to get that it was the next day as well what one question I would have though maybe would be do you think that we needed this would it have been well I didn't like that finale mm. I uh, that series two finale and I think it it felt like Do we need was... a happy ending I suppose is what I'm saying I mean, I, I'm weird. I didn't, I did, I didn't need the love story element. It wasn't the, yeah. the love story wasn't what kept me coming back to Karsha. Yeah. In fact, I, I must have been quite dim because it took me to the end of series one to realise there was a love story. Mm. So don't, don't call me Cupid anytime soon. I believe their friendship because it comes from a from a genuine friendship off screen that just shines through whenever they're together, whether they're improving stuff or whether it's written in the script i just think they are a a, a nice couple of characters and people to spend half an hour with i feel like if you're going to end series two the way you did yes we did need this but i would have been just happier if they were still happy 
traveling along in the car, mm. enjoying one another's company. I didn't. I personally wasn't, you know, invested in will they, won't they, because that didn't matter to me. I think the second series was much more. You know, this is there. There are feelings here, and yeah. you know, there's people talking at the supermarket and things like that. Mm. So, um, no, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know if it's as it had the impact that I might have thought it would have done, but I think everyone got the happy ending, which I think yesterday yeah. they needed. So, but I don't know. I don't. I didn't go in hoping for this will be the end or that will be the end. I just wanted to know how it ended because I'm so attached to the show and its characters and the world it creates. So um, that is all on iPlayer now, I believe. Car share. And maybe you felt differently to Matt and I. Maybe you thought it was the perfect ending. We'd love to hear from you. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com. Let us know what you made of that um, final episode, final install. Do you want to recap a very English scandal? That could be yours because, you you know, you, you've sort of got I'm more. Into yeah, yeah, I'm into it. The second episode moved a heck of a pace. and I don't know whether I left it in the podcast last week or not, but Matt said that this one felt a bit stretched out. The first one felt mm. a bit stretched out and that they were didn't have enough plot. This had almost the opposite problem mm. where... Yes, I you, agree. You, ...you were kind of trying to grasp not only where you were in terms of what year it was, where you were in terms of where in the country you were, and uh, where you were in, in the timeline of the story. But I think uh, Russell T. Davis, as we come to expect, managed to pull it off. Um, first episode ended with Hugh Grant as Jeremy Thorpe saying, this guy has to die. It sort of continued on in that vein with him trying to convince pretty much everyone he, he came in contact with and trusted that they need to get rid of this guy. Meanwhile, you just saw things that happened throughout their life and there was some odd parallels so um mm. jeremy thorpe's first wife died uh, in a car accident he said she'd never been the same after norman scott rang the home and told her that he was jeremy thorpe's lover she died in a car accident then um ben wishall as norman scott went to wales for a bit and but, sorry out. luke it's ben wishall is that what you're saying because it sounds yes. like you're saying ben wishall Ben Wishaw, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like... like oh, is it just the way you you pronounce it, maybe? But it just sounds... Wishaw. There you go. With a W on the end. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so uh, Norman Scott... I'm going to give ben you a Wishaw. complex now. I, yeah, I've just got over the custard <laughs> one, and I've got that one. Um, right, so, and then um, in sort of a strange mirroring scene, I suppose, in a way, you could say, uh, Ben Wishaw as yeah, Norman Scott... Heads to Wales and sort of, he's very good at ingratiating. Oh, himself. can I just say before you get to that bit, I really yeah. liked the uh, the wedding um, speech from the father at the beginning, yes, where do not his do character, his character Norman Scott. Why have you done this? This homosexual, you know. Yeah. My elder daughter's married to Terry Thomas. <laughs> just, yeah. That was a very Russell T Davis sort of scene. Ben Whishaw as um, as Norman, Norman Scott is very good at sort of ingratiating himself with. Uh, anybody he comes across really so he does marry we have that amazing wedding speech that matt spoke about but then that sort of falls apart he can't main he can't well he he marries because he gets a girl pregnant and yes he can't keep the house he can't provide for them she chucks him out and he finds himself in wales where he again ingratiates himself with the rather hectic but brilliant eve miles 
as a, a woman who's grieving following the death of her own husband. He confides in her about Jeremy Thorpe and uh, she takes it initially in good spirits and says you need to tell people, you need to get on to Jason Watkins and tell every and let everybody know but then once he confesses his love for jeremy she falls apart and ends up committing suicide so that they both had death in their lives in that period of time and it sort of moves about then so we've got jeremy thought moving um towards possibly being a prime minister and remarrying for a second time to the brilliant monica dolan uh, norman scott moving to his constituency in devon and mm. they spot Barnstable. one another. Barnstable, yes, not Dunstable, not Barnstable. Barnstable. <laughs> and in the meantime, you've got sort of Thorpe's cronies, for lack of a better phrase, mm. trying to find somebody to commit Because in this all this, Alex crime. Jennings moves to California. Yes, yeah, kind of <laughs> skip that all over. There's so much in it. Yes, this is your fault for saying nothing happened in the first one. They land upon Blake Harrison, who, in Custard TV podcast yes. history, <laughs> I am about to praise. This is my sentence. Go Blake on, Harrison say... was the best thing about this episode. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I could sense. not. I could not believe it, and it just shows you. Just shows you that I will not just you know knock for the sake yeah. of knocking. This was oh, fantastic. Remember, he he was in Prime Suspects, nineteen seventy-three. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, everything was bad about yes. that. You can't just blame it on Blake Harrison. So yeah, so Blake Harrison is sort of this bumbling sort of hitman who mm. sort of is sort of this confident Del Boy-esque character who they sort of trust to do this. And he he finds Norman Scott, convinces Norman that somebody from Canada mm. is going to come and kill him and that gives he needs it, to be safe. He, he gives himself a fake name and then forgets yeah, it. And then forgets it. This was fantastically funny and even funnier when you reminded that this all is a version of something that really happened and mm. that Russell T. Davis had to go through things with a fine tooth comb to make sure that nobody could rear their ugly head and say, get rid of it because it, it all happened. <laughs> it ends with a very sort of uncomfortable and nervous Blake Harrison mm. sort of agreeing to do this hit, driving um, Norman Scott away on a rainy night down an alley Got a pistol. He's got. He's got this great Dane with them that Norman's mm. traipsing around everywhere. Ends up shooting the great Dane and not Norman Scott. And the the because he, he runs out of bullets. He's only yes. he... only got the one bullet yeah. and shot the dog for. And he shot the dog because he's worried about the dog attacking him when he shoots uh, Norman Scott. But it ends with um, a passerby finding Norman and the body of the dog, and he says Jeremy Thorpe did this. So. We know where the third one's going. The third one's going to that trial uh, that that may have made big news for everyone that's old enough to remember it. I really <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this. I thought it was really funny. As I said, I thought the pace was very good because it was silly in places, mm. but it just it just straddled the line between being too silly that you're like, okay, this is ridiculous, and it, for me, it was just on the level of believability that I, I could let it go and enjoy it. And I, I, I think I haven't enjoyed or laughed at a drama this much in a long time. I thought it was brilliant. And I know the reason we wanted to talk about it was because you were in two minds. And I because of Blake you, Harrison. No, and no. I wondered whether you'd had that sort of ordeal by innocence moment where 
you'd watched the second one and enjoyed it more or whether you still mm. felt like it wasn't for you? It's somewhere in the middle, really. I I felt it was too episodic and you've sort of pointed out there through your recap that there was so much going on and that's not the fault of the drama. That's the, you know, that the story is very much then this happened, then this happened, then this happened and we've got a lot mm. to get through. Mm. Some of it's important, some of it might not be, but we've got to put it in anyway just for context. I really enjoyed the last, again, like last week, I really enjoyed the last 10, 15 minutes. Once he moved to Barnstable and got sort of ingratiated in the town there, I liked the stuff with Jason Watkins as well. I thought that was quite good, the sort of political manoeuvring. But a lot of it did feel very sort of, this is happening now, this is happening now, this is happening. Mm. Uh, I like the script. I think Russell T. Davis does a good yeah. job on the script. Very I'm still script. not entirely convinced by Hugh Grant I like Ben Whishaw but Hugh Grant I don't know I'm not sort of taken with Jeremy Thorpe in maybe the way that you should be I'm not sure how you should take to him I really like Ben Whishaw I really like Jason Watkins in this and Blake Harrison who who (laughs) surprised was a bit of a revelation wasn't he really anyway for an hour's drama and a really top script and we didn't even mention how good I thought Eve Miles was. I thought she yeah. was really good. That's I mean, the bit um, where the episode dipped for me, the bit in Wales. I mean, I, it, it did lead to the Jason Watkins bit, who I think is, is yeah. great as this sort of, like, rival, this sort of less charismatic rival who thinks Way he should be... In the wing, waiting yeah. in the wings to sort of take over. Well, you get the impression that um, Jeremy is sort of losing his grip now on politics mm. and things like that, and, you know, he's... He, he, he missed his chance to sort of capitalise on getting a position in the cabinet and now he's losing votes and things like that. And Are you sticking around for Yeah, the yeah, I will act? do, I will do. I, I'm not as into it as you are, I would say that, and a lot of people seem to be. OK, well, that concludes A Very English Scandal on Sunday Shandle. night. Why do I keep... What did I do? What did I call it then? A Very English Scandal. <laughs> No, I did definitely say scandal there. Very English scandal concludes Sunday at 9pm. I'm just going to say that a third time. A very English scandal. Because for some reason, when I tweet about this show, the word British comes out instead of English. And I'm hoping that if I say it enough times here, that I'll remember it. One when time I'm it was a very tweet. English scandal, which oh, is another show together. sake. <laughs> oh. The Bridge. Episode 3, which is hard to recap because we've both seen episode Yeah, we've both seen episode 4, which... Um, it, really uh, well, it ends with... Um, so you, you, this one, I suppose, focuses a lot more, and I don't know the character name, I don't know if you can help me with this, but the guy... Sorry? Who is? Who are you referring to? The guy to? who's got the daughter in hospital, who you find out... No, is I don't so- know the character name there. Okay. Happy- I'm here if you need me. <laughs> but we find out he's a... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savour our live and let live vibe. 
with LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov career USBP. You sort of got the impression he would be involved in the story. And, and he, uh, he seemed to be like this sort, of crimi- this sort of boss in the criminal underworld. He employs um, the abusive taxi driver husband of the woman who's moved her and her son to that sort of cult, wicker man cult type area mm. also uh the the girls from last week they had do they get arrested in this episode is that what happens yes or have, get a, uh, no, oh yeah no, the girl no, yeah, the girl arrested the younger girl collapses for real after fake collapsing to get yeah. you know as a as a ruse and they're picked up by the police they're in malbo now they get picked up the yeah. police take back to copenhagen where they're questioned um, they are going to be put in a cell overnight, but um, Henrik talks Lillian out of it and gets them to come home with him. Um, yeah. And he basically says, he proposes the notion that they're his daughter saying, I'd yeah. know and they'd know. Does that mean that they are? Is there still that suggestion no. that they might no, be? No, I don't think there is. I don't think do you not is, think no. the bridge would do that? Are you, are no. you confident? Are you putting, are we going to, are you going to put yes. some money on it now? They're not all, they're not all of a sudden going to go, gonna, oh, papa. Or whatever are you, they... you going to, Nicole, are you going to yeah. uh, bet, bet a car on it? <laughs> Did we really just do Papa and Nicole from Donkey's years ago on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that was you unintentional. Those, do you remember the, when Thick and Bob got involved in those adverts, though? No. And they did a whole graduate that. episode where she was going to get married to Vic. <sighs> and God. Bob... Gonna have to look this up now. <laughs> anyway, you you think that they're not gonna um they're not gonna do that? That's just no, it. It's I just don't a, think so. Purely coincidental. Um, yeah. Also, in this episode, uh, Saga reveals that she's pregnant, but um, yeah, she's gonna get rid of it. The matter. Of I thought that, that might happen. I had that suspicion that they would knock her up. She'd find out she was pregnant. Or God, Mr. Romantic over there. Well, that's about that... that's about where Saga sees it. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's an embryo. He's still trying to find out what happened to his daughters and um, he finds out that he could be a dad again, but it's going to be aborted. We also find out that Red October, the the group um, that the journalist was tracking down, is actually uh, sort of a fantasy made up by him to sort of further his career. So they think maybe his brother now might have been killed Mm. because of it, not because it was a case of mistaken identity, but because they did want him. And just to clarify, it was um, Vic and Bob involved in the. Okay, thank and, you. That's what people. An, an estimated for. 23 million viewers watched Nicole leave Vic Reeves at the altar and start a new life with Bob Mortimer in his new Renault Clio. Um, so at the episode of the bridge ends. You didn't think we. <laughs> this is, we know we often say with Gary, he goes off on a tangent, and we don't like it. <laughs> And another spoof of the graduate as well, like the like car share. It's all interlinked, like the bridge. I'm I've started to like the bridge, liken sorry, the bridge to the apprentice, because what happens is at yeah. the start of the bridge, 
There are so many characters, but then slowly they get killed off or fired in the case of The Apprentice. And the, the key key characters come more to the front. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit what happens in The Bridge. So episode three, as you say, gets rid of the idea of Red October. It stops the the hunt for Red October as they're not really a, a real group of people. Every time it does this and pulls the rug from under you, I never, I don't know about you, but I never feel cheated. I never think, oh, well, that was a waste of an hour of my life. It, it seems very but, clever. And then episode four takes it in a different but direction on, again. I, I was going to say, unlike The Apprentice, they will introduce characters halfway through the series who become like in episode yeah. four, which they do. Yeah, which um, is so clever. and. and oh, and, and the one thing we, we didn't mention, episode three also has them... Sort of releasing Tarek, the um, yes, with the asylum the, seeker. They give the him tracker. a watch that's got a tracker in. He trades the watch for a gun to this hairdresser, and and the tracker's left, obviously left there, and they arrest the hairdresser fella. Mm. Um, but it ends with the girl in the hospital who we learned in the second episode, oh. thanks to Patrick, is afraid of clowns, being scared. By a cla- um the the assi- I think it's his assistant, the the guy's assistant yeah. who's watching the daughter. No, it's his sister-in-law. That's oh, it's his sister-in-law. Him. Okay, yeah. and she um she sees the man dressed as a clown and he tasers her, and then yeah. goes in and films hit the girl being frightened. And mm. do we see the injection? Yeah, we do see yeah, okay. the injection. Yeah, and that's how it ends. Brilliant, brilliant hour of. Crime mm. drama. I just think it's. I thought and... you were praising my memory. <laughs> no, that was really good. I assumed you. I, I assumed you were re- re- writing a reading a synopsis from a website of your no, choice. But no. yeah, that, that. I mean, I just... I'm reading about Papa and Nicole. The problem. <laughs> the problem. <laughs> Nikki Clark did a hairstyle in that wedding. Okay, share that now. Oh, the thing with the bridges. As Matt says, we've him and I have seen where it goes next, and I'm so desperate to talk about that because it just moves on in such a way that you've got that you can feel complete confidence in that they know what they're doing because new characters are introduced, key ones are pushed back and moved forward. It's just so clever, and I don't think we. Oh, see and it and the one enough. thing, sorry, we didn't mention that it's not a big plot point, but it is another sort of S- saga. saga comic. Well, there's the two things. There's the uh, therapist scene earlier yeah. on, but there's also the moving the desk into the office because you can't do the hot desking, so, yeah, so she has to move her desk. In. As I, as I said last week, I think they're just having fun at playing with Saga and what she can cope with. It is still one of my favourite shows on television and it's exciting and it's clever and the characters are really interesting and I don't care that a lot of the time I don't know what's going on or who's connected to who because it's just such a ride and I just have to read it and enjoy it and just know that it'll all come together as we reach the end. We're at the halfway point, Matt and I, episode four, and... I just want to spend my time watching The Bridge. I really, really enjoy it. If the third series hadn't popped up on iPlayer, I don't reckon you'd have watched this one. Possibly not, no. Because you'd have thought, I did. I haven't caught up and there's yeah. things I won't understand. But on the whole, are you enjoying it as much? Yes. What you, you summed up there is, is exactly how I feel. Yeah, I mean, it okay. is, I think it, being eight episodes helps as well. One of our favourites. 
Um, 9 o'clock Friday, BBC Two, The Bridge. Episode 4 airs this Friday. We've already seen it, and it is... Would you say it's like it? It it we finally get to what the series is about. In yes, this, in this episode, that's what I enjoyed yes. about. When it we so talk much. about it, it is like a similar. There is a similar bit in in series three. Um, so coming up towards the end of the podcast, Matt and I will be delving in to the final episode of the Americans. Now, if you are one of the few people in the UK who watches this and doesn't want it spoiled, who has insomnia, yeah. <laughs> then we will uh, we will just we'll do all the usual podcast stuff and then we'll do the Americans. So we'll do pick of the week now. Good luck. Um, I'm going to go for something um, a little bit different that I okay. actually had. I didn't realise they were putting it on the tally because I've seen it's been on in the cinemas. It's called Nothing Like a Dame and it's on Saturday night at nine o'clock and it's basically wow, Judy Dench, Judy Dench, Maggie Smith, Joan Plowright, and Eileen Atkins just sitting down and talking Chatting. for an hour and a half yeah which i think would be really fascinating and they're all they're quite big characters and it is talking about like acting and how the landscape has changed and i suppose for women in particular and it is i just say it's something that i i didn't realize was going to be coming to the telly because i it had been sort of released cinematically but yeah no i think it'll be a nice sort of relaxing watch and judging by sort of what else is on <laughs> next week mm-hmm. It's summer, guys. <laughs> it's summer. We're... Look how lovely the weather is. And I will go with a show we've championed a lot on the podcast. Is it Cruising not. with Jane McDonald? No, that's one of BAFTA. I'm going for the non-BAFTA <laughs> award winner. Uh, Barry concludes next week ah, on Sky Atlantic. They're putting the final two episodes together. I don't think it's been in double bills before, but next Thursday it's on uh, two in a row, episodes seven and eight, which... We're quite outstanding, quite something. So uh, if you've not caught up on that, it's all on Now TV and Sky Box Sets. And as I say, the final two episodes are on from 10 o'clock on Thursday on Sky Atlantic. Also the final Good Fight on Thursday at 9 o'clock on More 4 if you want. Uh, if you want. And we'll talk uh, about that next week. Linking everything together, uh, Love Island returns next week with uh, Danny Dyer's daughter, Danny Dyer. <sighs> <laughs> It's like it's like <laughs> like Inception. This podcast this week. Eight weeks. We went... Eight weeks. Love Island. Eight weeks. It. Yeah. And that's not just that's like Big Brother because it's on every day, isn't it? Mm. Well, that's what they've sort of. I I mean, everyone was big on it last year, but they do forget that it was the third series, and there was two series that no one talked about at all. And that and this there was one celebrity might... Love Island as well. Yeah, well, that was that was Ace. That was Paul Dinan. No, it wasn't. It was rubbish. But um, yeah, uh, but it was a big deal last year, so it's going to sort of collapse on its arse this year, probably. Uh, we right. wish it well. Sounds like <laughs> it. Um, yeah, we, that's the show that is on the telly that we will not be. Um, we will not be. If you would like to cover it for the website, however, <laughs> like because uh, the don't TV review like everyone so much. So that is um, all your TV stuff this week. We've already mentioned the email, but it bears repeating. Who said that? But it bears girl, repeating but it bears now. Re- Fell in love crowds. with a girl. Yeah. Oh, White yeah, Stripes. Yeah. White Stripes, yeah. I was thinking of a different song. What? Uh, White Stripes. <laughs> and Joss Stone, of course, if you like the R&B version of that song. But it bears repeating. <laughs> God, this is going to be a hell to edit. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to bother this week. This is going out as is. 
What uh, about custard, did Josh do? I don't know. gmail.com. That's not a question we want you to email about. <laughs> By the way, I, 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 oh, I forget that she played Anne of Cleves in the Tudors. That's TV related. <laughs> I'm not enjoying it as much as I should be. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. <laughs> Who'd have thought Gary was the glue? I didn't realise. iTunes, please write a review. Not specifically on this one because I don't think this is our best. But just <laughs> I, I, I would, I would tend to disagree. But uh... if you're digging on us, then yeah. please. Yeah. Uh, all right, Joss. <laughs> That's super duper love, I'll have you know. Uh, you can um, you can review us. Nobody but us knows what we're talking about at this point. Review us on iTunes, please, and get us up the podcast charts. It does mean a lot. Helps raise the profile of this here podcast. CustardTV.com is the website. YouTube for all our individual uh, reviews going back years. That's YouTube.com forward slash the TV. And I am on Twitter at TV. Gary is on Twitter at the Gary Show. He'll be back next week. And at Matt's TG Bites for Matt. God. Is any of that usable? That's my worry. That's yes. my concern. Yes. Oh, and, and now we will go on. No, you can finish here. We'll be back next week with more podcasts. But now we'll discuss the finale of the American Series 6. The end of the whole dang show. So Matt and I have now seen the entire run of The Americans, a show that began life on FX in 2013, was shown over here on ITV on Saturday nights in the same year, but then got moved around a lot and people lost contact with it. Yeah, it was on Encore. Then some bright spark put this final series on 9 o'clock ITV4, but gave it kind of tiny promotion and then all of a sudden it was on at midnight on ITV4 and so my biggest bugbear with the Americans isn't that that it's a terrible show because it isn't it's more that it deserves a better platform mm. in the UK I don't understand why it's not got a better following those that I know who watch it love it as much as I do but it's just so hidden away mm. and you can't blame people for not even knowing what it is because We've treated it really poorly in this country. I mean, I, I, I got into it watching it on ITV and then obviously had to sort of seek it out after those first couple of seasons. Final season, we only had 10 episodes as opposed to the 13. That yeah, the isn't it? Like, under. the bridge has done the same thing and done a reduced series. My issues going into this final episode uh, was I have struggled slightly this series, although I've enjoyed it as much as always, with the pacing, just because mm-hmm. I was so aware of the impending clock and the fact that they had fewer episodes to play with. And there are certain moments where I was holding my breath during the series and certain moments where I was like, come on, we don't need... Don't do that, ex- Luke. Jesus. We, we, need, we don't need the exposition. We can just... We can move the plot forward. Going into this finale, I had so many things that I wanted to happen, and that's 
That's stupid to say because yes, I that's, can't. Do that's them. that's your thing. Yeah, it, well, no, thinking it is, things. Yeah. I I I never do that. The main thing I wanted to happen, and the main thing I was worried about, was because this is loosely based on real life stories of these illegals mm. entering the U.S. and living lives as we know. And because it's loosely based on that, my biggest concern was that they were just going to be able in some way to disappear uh, out of the radar. Maybe Stan would find out that they were spies, but that they would disappear into the night. And all I wanted to happen, really, was a confrontation between them. And when that happened in the parking garage... Quite early on. Quite early on. I was literally sort of rubbing my hands together with glee. I was laughing. I just that—that's all I wanted to happen, and it was superbly done. I was just so happy they'd done it. I couldn't believe they'd done it. I couldn't believe they'd done it that early on. I thought it was incredibly believable, incredibly tense, and I just—I just loved everything about that scene. My my point would be that if they'd started this earlier, then it wouldn't have been. It, the pacing would have been right off. I think the fact that. It it had happened towards like the end of episode nine that the net was slowly closing in mm. on you know it's it sort of started after Elizabeth had sort of murdered that couple that yeah. they'd started to sort of put all the pieces together and go back to the the start sort of thing but you know you had the scene where Stan went around their house and and yeah. did what you know they they sort of mirrored what happened in in the yeah, very first, the episode. first episode so i think i think those little hints worked well to build up to this climax i think they did enough throughout the series and i think if it had happened before it wouldn't have had the same impact you know you wouldn't have been laughing what i always forget about the americans and what i shouldn't forget because it's one of the reasons i enjoy it so much is yes there's a high body count on it and there's a lot of you know, death and violence and things sprinkled throughout. Especially this final run has had Elizabeth mm. up to her eyeballs in, in blood and guts. Well, I don't but know if there's it... any more that I suppose you might be seeing more than you used to. Cause yeah. sometimes because sometimes you... it's just her as well, mm. it feels more... Yes, but maybe. I, but what I always forget is that it's really more about re the relationships between the two of them mm. and their family unit. And that's why I thought this final episode was a perfect... I mean, I don't have any quibbles about it at all. I thought the the parking scene was amazing. I thought him mentioning Renee was amazing mm. because because it just puts that once you've yeah. got that element of doubt in your mind, it never goes away. It's like he did it not out of spite, in my opinion. No, he did it. I agree. Out of yeah. Sort of going, his friend. you need to know. Yeah, yeah. That but then I think. I got the impression it was sort of ignorance is bliss type thing with Stan mm. that he sort of went in, saw the Christmas tree, put the put the blanket over her in bed, mm. and then just sort of hugged her and and I think it felt like you know I don't want to know, but I felt yeah. um, it's set in 1987, isn't it? The, yes, the final yeah. season. I think this is a tribute to the uh, 21st highest grossing film of that year, which was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes, because they were on all. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, they were on all yeah. of them. Actually, now I think about it, down to the fact that they that the page they left on the station. <laughs> well, let, let's talk about that because yeah. it it really hit me more emotionally than I thought it was mm. going to. I sort I of had, sorry, I I sort of guessed that Paige... I I thought that she'd leave them when they were at the McDonald's. Actually, that was. 
I, I, I had I had made that assumption yeah, as well. Yeah. And I like them going into this McDonald's because mm-hmm. it is the epitome of the Amer- American consumerism and we've never seen them in that sort of environment before and I liked that it was almost their last meal mm. in America was but also it's quite it's quite poetic in a way because they've done all this for their country and they they get to go back there, which is particularly what Elizabeth's always wanted, and she's back there with nothing. Mm. She's, and it's she a has... new. That was the theme of this last season, wasn't it? That this is the new, like almost westernized Russia now that they've got mm. with Gorbachev, and yeah. the sort of old guard that was represented by Claudia wanting to overthrow that because it's sort of they've lost their sense of history, and she doesn't like the fact that they were moving forward and. Elizabeth sort of blindly going on with it and Philip saying, well, you should question things. And, you know, that's that was the sort of themes of this series before the sort of inevitable, um, you know, chase to get out of the country. And I think that worked really well. And it is now a Russia that they don't really recognise and one that maybe has the influences of the country that they've sort of lived most of their lives in at this point in the States. So I think that's an, inter- you know, the sort of socio-political aspect of, of the of this season has been very interesting as well. And they sort of stayed true to what the show was about with the the family splitting up. I loved the fact that we had a final poignant moment, albeit accompanied by you two, where where Stan uh, broke the news. We didn't Mm. hear the dialogue, but... We understand that he. Well, it was with or with or without you, as Paige yeah. sort of split from them, and I was like, "Oh, come yeah. on, this is this is me marking it a little bit." Isn't it? I can't fault it. I th- no. I think it had a, everybody got their ending, and perhaps it wasn't the ending that I that I was expecting, because I thought there'd be. I thought one of them would perhaps uh, come unstuck and, and be killed in some way, but I don't know why I thought that. It was the ending that was perfect for the show that it actually was. It was about a family living two separate lives that were trying to come together and and just never did. And uh, I thought Claudia had a good exit in the episode prior. Mm. I I think it was... I think the pacing, looking back now, was pretty perfect. I understand perfectly after watching that final episode why they paced it the way they did. And as you say, we got the stuff because I I was saying off um, off air that they they hadn't sort of addressed the Renee thing really since like the last season, and the fact that they sort of brought up that little plot point, um, you know, tying everything together as expecting you know when they got back to Russia that Philip's son Mishka would just pop up and go, do you remember me from the last yeah. season? <laughs> well, also I mean, there's there's a few possibilities for their life in Russia you know is he going to be in the Russian Asda or Sainsbury's mm. and just pop and just you know and Martha, will Martha be there yeah doing their shopping <laughs> with their adopted daughter yeah and things so in a lot of oh. ways Elizabeth's got you know not a lot to mm. live for in yeah. Russia but Philip's got almost an extended family yeah. there yeah 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 <laughs> The thing I was wondering is what's going to happen to Paige now? Because it's sort of like she went back to Claudia's flat and just started drinking vodka. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I suppose like the FBI don't know that she's she was in on it and Stan's the only one who sort of knows about it and, and if he, he can't if say he, anything. Yeah, if he says something, yeah. then that's, you know. Because yeah. they know that Philip and Elizabeth are in on it. but 
But now they've all got to live this life. Mm. You know, yeah. it could technically <laughs> it could have another series where mm. we see them live a life. But I, I don't. I think no, this, this was a good end. ending. Yeah. But have you heard the uh, the story as well um, about male robot? Have you heard this story? Has he been melted down? No, no. Apparently, because um, it's it is a prop, but they the um, the t- the team at FX now want to create it into a functioning male robot and just have it going down the hallways at FX. See, I've always wanted to work at FX, and now I feel like <laughs> now I feel like I I would be missing out if I didn't work there. <laughs> just have it sort of randomly appear. <laughs> Yeah, I put this. If you listen back, if you can find it in the feed, I I put this on my um, Desert Island dramas. Yeah. So somebody just said, "Don't be so loud because it's so hot in here." <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> That's like a Victoria Woodline. I don't know what that means. I know. I if you can find it in the feed, I put this in my um, Desert Island dramas where we spoke about our favourite dramas of all time, um, and. You had said at the time that the Americans may have made it in, but you didn't know how it ended, so you were you wouldn't put it in. I do now. Um, yeah, I feel yeah, I'd have to sort of relook at the list, but I may well that and the bridge now as well would, and that was on your list as well. They would it sort was. of both um, bridge would have probably sort of overpowered this really, but I. Um, um, no, I really enjoyed the ending. I thought it was perfectly done. I, I have to admit that I did feel it. It, it dragged because this was over an hour, and I feel it did drag towards the end when you were just watching the car go through Russia. And I was well, just like, I, I thought that was building to something mm, that it wasn't building no, to. And no. I, you know, if I was, you thought be, they were going to get assassinated. I thought, as we, as you say, as we're spending a long time looking at the landscape, and but I think it was just to show you what Russia was and, and how bleak their lives were. I thought it would end with uh, Paul Young's Every Time You Go Away. Just like Planes, Wrong Trains. Yeah, I mean, it could... Well, it Planes, could that's how Planes, Trains and Automobiles ended, though, with that song. You've really <laughs> ruined what I think is a perfect ending of a drama. Uh, you can email us, let us know your thoughts on the Americans if you've finished it. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com Bye for now. Rate and review us wherever you find us. Search The Custard TV on YouTube, iTunes and Facebook. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.